Like a telemarketer with a rotary phone, Nick Saban has a lot of tough calls to make. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson as me, Jimmy Stein as him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm going to ask that you. Was not, that was not a cold open. That was hot. <laughs> it's a hot take, baby. That was a hot comedy. That was a zinger, man. <laughs> Telemarketer with the rotary phone. They, uh, that would everyone, be awesome. Well, everyone under 30 doesn't even understand that joke. But it was There funny. are a lot of people who don't even know what rotary Google. means uh, on their listening to this. But you whatever. could Google it, but that rotary phones have been around. So Google may not understand what it means either. That is Google, Google doesn't go back that far. Well, let me tell you something Google can tell you, that Alabama got a new commitment in one Antonio Coleman. Antonio Coleman from Sarah Land, Alabama, seen right here destroying several people in one play. Um, just a fantastic player. We heard about it yesterday as we were going off the air, finishing our podcast, and I was super excited. And um, I just feel like this is a monster pickup for Alabama. Look, he's not going to be a five-star. I, I don't think. I mean, unless some, unless something really changes. But I love him. I just think this is – you know who he reminds me of a little bit is Curtis Perry uh, because he is a little undersized, but I'm just so in love with him. Um, maybe he's maybe he's a little thicker than Curtis Perry. I'm not sure about that. I think he is. But um, And Curtis Perry hadn't made his mark at Alabama yet. That's very fair. But uh, I loved Curtis Perry in high school. I love Antonio Coleman at Sarah Land. I love the fact that he plays for Sarah Land and plays with Ryan Williams and KJ Lacey, the quarterback who's committed to Texas. So maybe everybody can get together and everybody can kumbaya their way to Tuscaloosa, Jimmy. I am uh, fired up about Antonio Coleman for sure. I celebrated this all night and into the morning. Big Antonio fan, have been since I saw him in the ninth grade at Sarah Land. I, my comp for him is probably going too far in the other direction. And by that, I mean, I'm probably have lost my mind a little bit, but to me, he's a Quentin Williams type. And by that, I mean, you know, Quentin was also undersized. He even people don't remember that he redshirted and then spent his redshirt freshman year, just getting his feet wet. And then his redshirt sophomore year, he was boom, the best defensive player in all of college football. Uh, I think Antonio Coleman could, could actually go on a similar track and I think for a guy who, as we speak, is ranked in the 200s in the industry, he, he's going to be much, much higher than that. Uh, I, I think that Charles Power, who is in charge of the rankings at On3, does a fantastic job. He's already basically admitted that, that, that hey, this is a kid that's on his way up. But it's just they, they don't constantly update rankings. They update all of the rankings at once. He doesn't watch one guy and then go, oh, I'm going to move him up to – no, I mean, the, all the rankings – are affected at once. And in and, and the new rankings update, you can expect Antonio Coleman to be way higher. He was going to be way higher if he had not committed to Alabama or if he had committed to Southern Cal, who, who offered him very recently. So uh, I love Antonio. What I like most about him, Luke, is first of all, as you know really well, uh, Antonio and Sarah Lamb play a tough schedule. They're a 6A school. They play 7A schools. They play these out-of-state powers like Lipscomb Academy. I think that's what, what's in that picture right there, uh, Coleman playing Lipscomb. Uh, so they play a tough schedule. They play nothing but good teams. And Antonio Coleman sees 
double teams. That's kind of all he sees out there are double teams because of how good he is, and it doesn't matter. He is still super productive in terms of – we're talking about a defensive tackle, Luke, that routinely racks up double-digit tackles in a game and double – and not not double-digit TFLs, but the, over, over the course of, of a season, he will. I mean, the production in terms of sacks, tackles for loss, just regular tackles. Unreal considering the amount of double teams he sees. Plays with a lot of power. Uh, plays with a lot of natural leverage. He's exceptionally well coached for a high school player playing in that program. And he goes up against pretty good linemen every day. Sarah Land's not an offensive line farm in terms of, you know, always, you know, getting ready, guys ready for the SEC, but it's Sarah Land. So you, you know they have good high school linemen there. It's also a very big school. So they have a lot of boys to choose from. Uh, yeah, th- this is good. And, and Alabama needed the help on the defensive line. Again, this is a 2025 guy. Uh, he's not going to arrive at Alabama, I assume, until January of 2025. So you're talking about a 16-month period or so before he's here. Uh, that's 16 more months to get bigger. Uh, he is When we say he's undersized, he's undersized today. I think he weighs probably in the 265 range right now, 260, 265. But he's got 16 months to eat and lift before he even gets here. The real growing happens, Luke. When they get here, not in terms of adding height, not in terms of adding a lot of weight, but what they do is they get here, chop off bad weight, and add great weight. And uh, he's going to be a beast, man. This is big time. I, I think it's huge. And, again, I, I like getting a foothold back in the state again, like Alabama seems to be doing. Um, you know, hopefully – I mean, I know we're hoping that Ryan Williams – reclassify. Uh, I would love to get him on campus as soon as possible. And I, I use the term hoping loosely. I understand some people are probably like, hey, let him develop a little more, whatever. Uh, I'm pro getting Ryan Williams to Tuscaloosa as quickly as possible. But Antonio Williams would be a uh, – excuse me, Antonio Coleman would be a 2025 guy and uh, gives us something else to look forward to. Recruiting never stops. So you got to keep on recruiting. No question. And as far as – I have a different opinion about Williams reclassifying a little bit than others. First of all, I think the most important thing about him reclassifying that makes me excited is just getting him on campus and getting him signed and getting him here. I mean, getting him to Tuscaloosa so we can stop worrying about him getting poached because there's not a college football program in the country that wouldn't put together a a massive NIL package for him. And, and, I mean, this is a a highly recruited, highly regarded kid. So I want want it to be recruiting to be over and for him to be here. Now, that aside – I'm not as big of a fan of reclassifying in general. Another thing about Ryan is he's not the biggest kid in the world. It's just natural. He's just not a big kid. He's never going to be a big kid. He's going to always be built like Devontae Smith. But he's also young for his class. I mean, some kids, like, for instance, Dez Ricks, he reclassified, and he came to Alabama. And it looks like he's redshirting. But Dez Ricks is the same age as the other freshman who just showed up, you know, Des reclassified, but he was already an 18 year old junior. Uh, Ryan Williams, as we were recording this, Luke, he's 16 years old right now. I mean, I, I'm a little like, well, is this the best thing for him? Is this the, and not for, is this the best thing for, for sports? Because there's a lot of reclassifying going on out there now. And we know it's all NIL related, really, in terms of, wait a minute, this used to be uncommon. And now 
just look in basketball, Luke. We, we don't we don't talk about a basketball prospect that's not talking about reclassifying, right? I mean, this is the new thing, and I, I'm not, not sure it's best for the kids, and that's what I want it to be. I I mean, I want my team to win, but I, I want the system to be set up the best we can to help protect these kids, and I'm not sure reclassifying is the greatest thing. You know, I'd I just soon none of them do it. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, I'm the old man, right? So I just soon these kids stop graduating in January and, and do normal high school like we all did and and do baseball and their proms and spend another spring, you know, with their families when they're when they're high school age. But I guess that uh that toothpaste has left the tube and is not getting stuffed back in. You sound like a man who has a rotary phone still, is what you sound <laughs> like. Uh there's no doubt about that. Uh, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From subchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors, ebay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The rest of this week, um, we're going to just start getting into South Florida. And while we're talking about South Florida, I think it's important to note that Nick Saban's got an important call to make. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? Jimmy, you and I believe that it'll continue to be Milrow, I think. At least I believe that for now. I, I can be persuaded to believe that it'll be Tyler Buckner. I believe it'll be mm -hmm. one of those two. I, I'm leaning – First snap taken, 80% sure it's Milrow, 20% sure it's uh, Tyler Buckner. What do you think right now? Uh, I think it'll be Milrow. That's what I think right now. But keep in mind uh, two things. There's what I think and what I know, okay? And sometimes I know things, sometimes, not all the time. I do we, we both have sources and can learn some things some of the time, but that's the way inside scoop and inside information goes. You don't always have it. Uh, so there's what I think and what I know. Um, what I, I don't know anything. I don't know as we sit here. I hear things, but I don't know. Uh, I think it'll be Milrow uh, as we record this on a Tuesday afternoon at uh, 3.30. Uh, I think it'll be Milrow. Uh, I'm not going to be floored if it's Tyler Buckner. Uh, I'm not going to be floored. I'll be slightly surprised. 
and then we'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, I mean, I'm the kind of fan. I'm sure everybody that listens to this show knows me by now. I mean, I'm a big Jalen Milrow fan because he's the starting quarterback at Alabama. <laughs> when uh, Tyler Buckner becomes quarterback, guess what? I'm going to be a big Tyler Buckner fan. I mean, that, that I'm, I'm going to support whoever's in there and whatever Coach Saban chooses. Um, I will be somewhat excited about Buckner in this sense. I think Buckner's going to be a really good player. Uh, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback one day. Uh, I think he needs time to develop, and I don't think it will happen overnight. Uh, but I do think he's got a lot of tools in place to be a very good player. Uh, I'm I'm not 100% convinced. However, my real football opinion, uh, I'm not convinced he's going to be an upgrade over Jalen Milrow. I'm not convinced of that. Uh, if if he is, if he's a huge upgrade over Milrow, we're not practicing right. Because in practice, Milrow beat him out. So, uh that would concern me a little bit in terms of, well, what do we accomplish in practice if Miller, if Buckner's actually a lot better? But I, I don't think he'll be better, Miller. I think I think he'll be different. Um, and here's my thing. One last thing I'll say about it in, in terms of, you know, this is 2023. A lot of, you know, a, a lot of us aren't new to college football. Some of some of you are, and that's great. And we're glad, glad to have you. Uh, but this isn't like when we were coming up in the 80s and 90s in the aughts, Luke. Um now, when you bench a quarterback, now the reality is this: he's gone, he's leaving. Not not that he's literally going to leave. I think he's a good kid, is committed to his teammates. I don't think he's going to go anywhere until December. But when you bench a quarterback in 2023, that means that you have given up on the idea that he's going to be really good for you in the future. So. When you move on to Buckner, in my mind, Luke, that means, well, you have really moved on. And that's that's fine because all I care about, first and foremost, is Alabama. I want all these kids to be successful, but I care about Alabama. The only reason Milrow moving on or transferring out would bother me, the only way I'm ever going to get upset, Luke, is if Milrow goes somewhere and he's really good and the guy we have playing quarterback isn't as good as Milrow is somewhere else. Then I'll go, boy, we made a huge mistake there. But I don't really think that's going to happen because I, I think Alabama is going to have a good quarterback, period. Um, it's kind of like when Hertz left, right? He was really good. Hertz was good. He went somewhere and finished second in the Heisman race. But I don't still don't necessarily think we got the raw end of that deal because I, I think Tua's a really good player. Now, Tua got hurt. I would like to point out that Tua did get hurt. And at the end of 2019, we were at home and Jalen Hurts was in the playoffs. You know, so – but this is a completely different situation. Uh, and again, uh, and I, I, I probably got ahead of ourselves there. I'm just telling people well, you need to realize that all of you out there who want Buckner to be the guy, and I'm not against, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not against that. I'm just saying that means Jayla Milrow is, is probably going to transfer. That's the reality of the quarterback position in 2023. That's all for me, Luke. Uh, what, did I lose you? What was I? What was I calling? You? Oh, did you? No. Did, did I lose you? you just okay. Kind of, okay. You just froze on. You just froze on. On the other, I couldn't tell if you were frozen or awed by my rant. By, by your commentary. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I think that is something people need to. And you know, there'll be some people going, "Hey, if we move on from Milrow, I'm fine if Milrow moves on too." And yeah. I, I get that line of thinking. I, I believe this that after a few days' reflection upon the Texas game, I think the 
laying the blame at Milrose feet is not well thought out. I believe laying some of the blame, some of the blame at Milrose feet is fine. It's not like Milrow threw three pick sixes. I mean, Milrow did get, if you want to get the brass tacks, Milrow got us the lead and our defense gave up a touchdown in three plays. Now, I think one of those plays we had a face mask and it was a it was like a tackle for a loss or something. And we got a face mask, which really sort of hurt everything, started the drop poorly. But um regardless, uh it, it it's not all Milrose's fault. The people love to blame the quarterback or or laud the quarterback with play praise, whichever uh way the, the game goes. And really the reality is it's it's somewhere in between. And I I'm really beginning to lean towards let's let Milro prove he's not that good. We don't know that he's not that good yet. We know that my children will FaceTime me every time I'm podcasting like they just did. Um, and I know they got to feel like I kind of don't love them because I declined the FaceTime so much. But I don't we know have, how to edit. Yeah, we have a QB emergency. They need to understand. Yeah, I think that's true. When I explained it to my son, who's out in Arizona, um, and and probably lonely right now, and uh, he, he will say, "You know what, Dad? You have it worse than I do. Your team does. You have a quarterback issue." Um, all right, let's take a break, Jim. When we come back, I want to tell everybody a little bit more about South Florida and some interesting facts uh, that I'm going to throw out there for you that I think are, are really really cool. But what I want to tell you about now is Jace Medical. This is a really cool new sponsor. We appreciate them coming on. They provide you the Jace case. That provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. I've already ordered mine. I can't wait for it to come in. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And we've all know the unexpected can come up. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. I'm telling you, I did this. It was so easy to sign up, so easy to go to get this. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on, that's all one word, locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and for their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why the Jace case offered Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 with by getting these life-saving antibiotics with the Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using pro, promo code Locked On. Go check them out today. That's at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical. Com. Just go check it out and see. I promise you, I think you're going to like this. This is something everybody needs to take advantage of. I got mine. You need to go get yours. All right, Jimmy, I want to talk about uh, South Florida. Need, a, need an NIL deal with Jace McClellan. 
oh, that's pretty good. If Jace gets hurt, think about like that. Jay, Jace in, yeah. in medical. He's, he's hurt. He's on the field. He's laying there. He's in pain. The camera. And he's like, get me my Jace case. <laughs> that would be funny if, like, he had his own little Jace case. Jace just, case. Jace is Jace case. Jace case. And then he gives a thumbs up to the camera, and then no cam- then the commercial rolls. I don't know if people saw it the other day, but I, I bought a shirt the other day from a Arrested Development theme. Uh, they had a lawyer on there named Bob Loblaw. And yeah. so when you say it real fast, it's Bob, Bob Blah Blah. And uh, so it was, and I just think that's so funny. That's Jace, Jace's Jace case. That's pretty funny. Chachi played uh, Bob Blah Blah, if I remember right. What now? Didn't Chachi play? Chachi blah, did blah, blah. Scott Bayo. He was he was yeah. wonderful in that role. Okay, let's talk about South Florida down in Tampa. First of all, Jimmy, kind of. I mean, I think I know the answer. I'm gonna let you do it though. Explain why Alabama would do a two for one with Tampa. I was yeah. sitting with an Auburn fan today, uh, Zach Blackerby, uh, actually, and um, he said, "Why is Alabama going to Tampa?" I said. Why wouldn't they? Well, you get a two for one, you get to go to Tampa. And if South Florida invites any recruits like from Miami or from Tampa or from anywhere, right. Fort Lauderdale, wherever, they kind of get to go see Alabama play. And so right. it's like having a whole nother official visitor list. Well, okay. So Alabama wants to play two group of five opponents per season. That's the idea. And one, they've already played one in middle Tennessee state. The thing is though, group of fives, they're not all the same. They're all different. And there's only about 65 of them, right? There's roughly 60 to 65 schools, and Alabama wants to play two of them every year. So when you call all 65, you call every one of them, and you say, hey, we're Alabama. You want to play? I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 go, uh, heck no, and hang up the phones. They don't want to get beat up. And then another 15 or 20 or 30 will tell you, oh, sure, we'll, we'll do the standard deal with you, one here and one there. We're not going to do that with a group of five. We're not going to do a one-and-one, a home-and-home, like we're talking to Notre Dame. Uh, That's not going to happen. So a few of them might say, hey, you know what? Uh, For y'all, we'll do a two-for-one. And I think most of the time, that's not going to interest Alabama. But in this case, it does. Because, A, South Florida has a pretty big following. But really, the main thing is the road game, the one we're playing this Saturday, the road game, is in an area Alabama does recruit heavily. Alabama recruits the Tampa area every year, and the game is played in an NFL stadium. I'm telling you, Luke, I don't think this game would have happened if South Florida had an on-campus stadium that seats 35 or 40,000. I think this is one where Alabama went, A, we recruit there, and B, all of our fans can go see this game. It's going to be in Tampa, but it's in a huge NFL stadium, a huge, you know, we played there before. We played playoff games there. We played – you know, there's bowl games there. Uh, it's a great stadium because it's the home of the Buccaneers. Uh, I, I think it's the combination of we recruit there and it's a huge NFL stadium so our fans can go see the game and they're not squeezed out playing in a little place. So that's how it ends up. Just keep everybody needs to keep in mind, Alabama finding group of five opponents is not an easy thing to do at all. You probably call a bunch of them, and this is one of the few that two-for-one makes sense for us. We never would have done a one-for-one. And we probably wouldn't have done two for one if they had a small on-campus stadium. Some quick facts here that I thought people would be interested in. Um, first of all, USF was Mike Shula's first foe, and Alabama Correct. won forty to seventeen back in 03. Uh They beat Auburn in overtime at Auburn in 07. That was that was kind of fun. Of course, we lost to uh, Louisiana Monroe that year, so that sort of offset. Uh, 
there were, they had a close loss to Florida last year. Now, I know Florida hadn't been Florida of old, but, uh, you know, that can cause a little hand ring. They did lose to Western Kentucky already this year, and they didn't exactly blow up Florida A&M. They beat them by 14 points just last week. The second thing is you were talking about that stadium, uh, and they played at Raymond James, but they have a just – it, it was just approved cool. like last week that they have a new on-campus stadium coming that's going to be over $300 million. Um, and that's going to be on campus and it's going to be, you know, good for them. But it, it, what it means is they will get less two-for-one opportunities. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their new coach, Alex Golish, is that how you say Girl. it? Correct. Okay. Uh, he beat Alabama last year as yeah. he was the office coordinator and tight ends coach for the Tennessee Volunteers. So um, – you know, some interesting stuff out there. Look, I would argue that South Florida potentially lost their best player from the previous year in Brian Betty to Auburn. Ironically, he transferred to Auburn. He's Auburn's return guy now. Um, and I guess he was South Florida's best player last year. I mean, he, he was in the top three. So um, th- this team is not very good. Alabama's a 31-point favorite for a reason. Uh, it, but as with all Alabama lines, that may be a little inflated because of Alabama's reputation. So I'm going to be interested to see how the team handles this. We're going to talk about it the rest of the week. I just thought, thought some of those little quick facts were interesting. How about this fun fact for those uh, following high school football in Alabama? Another South Florida quick fact. Uh, they're the South Florida Bulls and uh, Spanish Fort is Spanish Fort Toros. And this must probably 10 years ago, uh, Spanish Fort High School gets a call from South Florida. Your logo looks awfully familiar. Oh, really? <laughs> and you're, and you're going to have to change that. So Spanish Fort had to change their logo. Now, Spanish Fort's the Toros, which, of course, means bull. You know, and, and, and it's the bulls, but the logos were so similar that uh, Spanish Fort was requested to change their logo. So let's go get some revenge for, uh, for Spanish Fort in this that hurt their feel. I think that hurt their feelings a little bit. Well, well, you know what? Now that you say that, you know when um when they're doing the bullfighting thing and they have the little yeah. red cape and the guy goes Toro and you know and he picks the thing up. You know, I guess now I never thought of, but he was just saying bull. I mean, what, <laughs> it's like every time you, so I weird. mean, Pepsi. <laughs> you know what? It, that did not even make sense. Anyway. I guess it makes sense. I just well, I mean, if he was saying a different a different animal like tiger, that that would be. Now that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> or just something random like cheese grater. You know, that'd be even <laughs> less less uh, make sensing. Anywho, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow with more. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight. <laughs>